What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hustle and Grind podcast. My name is Jason Hartwell from JK Blades, and I am the co-host of the Hustle and Grind podcast, along with Mr. Nick Tobin from Pickle Cutters. He is the host this week. So, hey, what's up, everybody? I wasn't even aware I was the host this week. Yeah, we're, we're going to swap it up, remember? Yeah, because Thank you, Jason. <laughs> we're 50-50 on this show. That's how we roll. Exactly. There's enough for everybody, right? That's right. That's right. So what's been going on with you, man? How are you doing? Oh, dude, doing, doing. Approaching those uh, final days of the year. By the time this podcast come out, that's Tuesday. Yeah, it won't be the end of the year yet. So No, it's going to come out tomorrow, day after tomorrow. Oh, yeah, shit. Fuck. Yeah, we're recording on Sunday today. (laughs) Christmas got our normal schedule all screwed up. Yeah. Yeah, and almost got this one screwed up too. Is Jay, uh, Jay kind of woke me up from my nap. He's like, "Dude, I'll be 15 minutes late." I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing I texted ahead of time. Yeah, because I I would have been passed out, and we probably would have missed out on this day. Seriously, like I was dozing off, and usually I turn my ringer off, and I had it this time. Oh man! Uh, yeah, and then it just went vroom vroom, and then I checked, and it was you, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're well rested, ready for the next hour of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, besides that, not much going on, man. Same old shit, different pile. Getting through it one knife at a time. I finished one up today. I wasn't supposed to work because, I, like I said, I'm trying to take at least two weeks off. But today was boredom took over that, so I went to the shop and finished off one of those folders. Yep, yep. The year is winding down. Man, it's crazy how fast this year's been. I didn't even see it go by. Dude, it seems like last week everybody was bitching and whining, saying, you know, come on, 2021. 2020's been terrible. Let's get this year over with. Get it out of the way. And yep. 2021 didn't change much, and now it's over. So, you know, Can you, oh. it is what it is. When you get old, though, it kind of seems to seems to happen that way. All right. <laughs> the time just flies the fuck by. And we ain't got nothing to do with it. Nope. Yeah, man, it happens every day. Today, yeah. I was in the shop working and got a real early start today. I started about 7.30 and uh, was in the shop about 6.30. I, I didn't really get going hard until about 7.30. I try to at least wait till the sun's up before I start running machines and all that. Yeah, but, especially uh, on the day after Christmas. Exactly, exactly. So I got started early, and I kept looking at the time, and, you know, it's 10 o'clock. I'm like, cool, I still got plenty of day left. And then it got up to be 12 o'clock. I'm like, okay, halfway there. And it seemed like that was taking forever. And next thing I know, I looked, and it's 3.45. I'm like, holy shit, i got to be at the studio in 45 minutes. <laughs> I got I got to go to Lowe's first. Had to go get me some dry lube. was all the way out. But, uh, yeah, here we are at the studio for the yes. last edition of the Hustle and Grind podcast of 2021. Yeah, it is. Definitely is. The last one. Yep, and we're gonna go into the new year strong. How many? How many do I have under my belt as a co-host? Oh, well, at least twenty. Damn, it's been that that long already. Yeah, the Fuck. end of March is gonna be a year for the show. Yeah. Fuck it. Eh? So yeah, and man, I tell you what, we're growing. The show is growing. I looked at some numbers before I got in here. We've oh, had yeah? we've had a thousand new downloads in the past seven days. Oh shit, that's good, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's getting up there. Nice. So that's uh, good. Anytime some of those corporate sponsors, like uh, you know, Athletic Greens or you know Tushy, any of the ones that's already on Joe Rogan, if you want to spread the love a little bit, you know, we're getting there. We got some numbers coming up. You can 
throw some cash money our way. Start playing with the big boys. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, we're we're not going to be taking on any more sponsors. We got two great ones, and we're going to stick with that. Unless someone wants to throw us cash, you know. Unless they want to hook us up with the uh, Patreon as well, too. Yeah, yeah, we got some new Patreons this week. Uh, I know we got at least one new one. Yeah, I got to look into fixing that that thing there. I haven't had a chance. I haven't done much, but uh, I got to fix that so we could get an extra one on there. So. Yeah, yeah, I changed the uh, the password so I could give it to you and remember it. So whenever you're ready, just let me know. Yeah, I'll probably do that like tomorrow or something. Yeah, so Richard Beck. Richard Beck from Beck's Armory is our new newest Patreon. Oh. Well, thank you, Richard. Yep. Appreciate and, it. and we'll get into it a little later. We'll go through the whole list and, you know, do like we do. Yes, sir. But, Trying not to copy anyone, but, you know, it is what it is. We do our thing. And there's uh, we're two dudes on microphones recording something that we hope the world would like to hear. There's only so many ways you can do it, right? Exactly. I mean, it's, it is what it is. There's there's no copying in this game. There could be, but we're not. No. You know, I could play jingles and games from this little board here all day, but, you know. Talk, and I don't. <laughs> it's, a, it's a talk show, not a game show. <laughs> yeah, we got the crowd laughing on that one. Yeah, Pickle found a button. Okay, I, and I, I hit the wrong button. That's what she said. Right. <laughs> but anyway, man, today's been a pretty cool day. Today's been a cool day, man. Right on. I'm happy. Hey, what I'm going happy. on? Yeah. Like, what are you so happy about there? Man, I'm happy as a queer in a barrel full of buttholes. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I started my first raffle this morning. And I took your advice, you know, raffle that little son of a bitch off. And honestly, man, I was a little nervous about doing it just because yesterday was Christmas Day. Yeah. Or the day before. When was Yeah, yesterday. It's Christmas Day. So it wasn't really a fact of the spending the money because we put it up, you know, $10 a spot, 25 spots. My concern for today was activity on Instagram. You know, is anybody actually scrolling or, you know, they still doing family things, whatever. Dude, within an hour, that thing was sold out. Yes, sir. I could not believe it. And Benjamin Butler won it. Dude, I tell you what, man. When that And it's funny because I've never seen the random generator hit, like, the very first number, the very last number. I've seen it once. Yeah, so I hit oh. it, and I had to, like, double do a double take to make sure it actually generated. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it did, and, man, it couldn't have went to a better guy. You know what I mean? I know. He, he deserves it, doing everything he's going through and all that stuff, you know. And if you guys listen to the Work For It podcast this week, you obviously know about what Ben's dealing with, with all his issues and uh, his gut. Yeah. But, uh, poor guy's getting through it one day at a time, and uh, I'm sure something like that he's more than appreciative of. So Absolutely, man. He's already commented a few times and put it in his story and shared a post, and he ain't even got it in his hands yet. I can't I wait know. until he actually – Picks it up, you know what I mean? Yep. I wish it could have been me. <laughs> yeah, you had two spots, but uh I should have just bought that fucking thing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, uh Ben won it for ten bucks. So I mean if you want to buy it from him, he might cut you a deal. I've already been paid. I don't know. You guys talk about it and you know. I doubt he's gonna want to sell that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a beauty like- for sure. As a maker, if I were to get knives from other makers, I, I wouldn't sell them. You know, I got a couple, but I wouldn't sell them. Yeah, I've got a couple, too, and I don't even use them. Yeah, um, exactly. I've got one knife from my buddy Tommy at Crooked River Forge, and I wear that 
like if I go out, you know what I mean, and just want to kind of flex a little bit, yeah. like I've got a really cool knife in my pocket. I mean, it's I'm a razor blade. It'll cut whatever the hell I want it to, but I don't even use it, man. It's just, you know, my friend gave me that knife, and, you know, it's just super cool to have. They're always fun to have. Yeah, definitely. But uh, what, are you, what are you doing? You play on your phone already. Damn it, Pickle. Yeah, dude, it's business, man. Work. Well, you're working right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm doing double time here. Yeah. No, it was for the my raffle. I'm going to have to wow. go check that out, dude. I didn't even know you had one going on. But, again, like I said, I don't get on Facebook. You yeah, know, I'm so kind of too young for that. I so. did, and I didn't post it on, like, all the groups I usually post on. When I do my waffles, I just post my page, solely my page, and that's it. Because well, a lot of pages won't allow raffles on them. So Right. Well, when I posted my raffle this morning on Instagram, it automatically flips over there to Facebook, you know, on the JK Blades page. I saw it as you posted it, and that's when I called out my numbers. You're the only one that did anything on Facebook. Oh, really? Yeah, when it got to, like, I think there was either four or six spots left, I went over to Facebook just to double-check, you know, make sure I'm not crossing up anything. And you were still the only one, so I just deleted the post altogether on Facebook. It's so weird, dude, because, like I said, I, I do, like, I've done raffle posts through Instagram where it's shot onto Facebook and zero action from Instagram. Like no spots sold from Instagram and everything's on Facebook. I wonder. I don't, I don't understand. I wanna. I wanna know if like why am I that guy that gets all the traction from Facebook? Because I, you know, I've talked to other makers and some of these makers are, you know, big time makers and they have no Facebook following whatsoever. You know, people that have twenty, thirty thousand followers on Instagram have like five hundred on Facebook. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Wow. I don't have a whole ton on Instagram, but I don't even quite have 500 on Facebook. Got like Facebook. 450 something. I'm almost, I think I'm like at 2,700 on Facebook. That's about what I've got on Instagram. Last time I checked, 27, 2,800. You doubled since the last time? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Dude, your eyes got I, yeah, like freaking go saucers. I was about to go look at all those cat lover profiles again there. <laughs> no, actually, I haven't looked in. A little bit, but last time I looked, I was right around eleven hundred, like eleven ten, I think, something like that. Eleven twenty. Yeah, like I got a few followers this week that I just like I banned them, I blocked them because they were obviously fake accounts. Yeah. And I was like, I ain't getting this. This, you know, I'm not going to deal with any of that nonsense because then they start stealing your pictures and work and this and that. Yeah, dude, like, some guy sending me pictures of mosaic pins and this and that, like thirty pictures, and then he's trying to sell me his pins, and he's from. Fucking East Bumfuck there, and he's right. like, no, but I got hookups. I don't need your shit. And then he's like, "Are you sure?" And he kept on insisting and kept on sending me pictures. And I just blocked him. I was like, "Fuck this shit. I don't need this." Appreciate the approach, but yeah, I'm at eight nine four eight hundred ninety four. Eight ninety four. Yeah. And what's Jason at? Jason Th is at thirteen thousand seven hundred ninety six. <laughs> Eleven forty-five, bud. Eleven forty-five. I'm getting close to thirteen thousand. Eleven forty-five. You know, <laughs> thirteen thousand. <000. laughs> yeah, but yeah, fucking. Just like I said, not much going on. Just I know my presence, the lack of presence, the social media. Now that we're talking about all this Facebook and Instagram shit, but like the past week, I haven't really posted much. Not doing much. You know, I posted a snowboard last week. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's been super active with it being Christmas and all. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's it's, quite, kind of what I told myself not, to not feel as bad about it. You know, right. 
I got this folder there in my light box that I got to figure something out for a photo shoot and get that done. Dude, so I went straight up hillbilly with my pictures. So the pictures I put up this morning of that raffle knife, I did in the light yeah. box. Yep. And I built it using the instructions that you gave to me. And the build went fine, you know. But I cut the holes out on each side. I forgot to get some kind of light diffuser. Uh-huh. And I didn't have, so I was casting shadows. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I could only find one light in the house that would really go through there real good. Other than just like a flashlight or something. Yeah. So what I ended up doing is I took the light box and instead of having both cutouts on each side, I put one on top and one on bottom. Okay. And then I laid my piece of poster board that I cut out the width of the bottom. You know what I mean? And just kind of did yep. like a, a drape across yep. the back and the bottom to cover that hole that's in the bottom now. And right next to the couch, we've got a uh, a lamp. It's just, it's probably six foot tall and up on the top of it, it's got like a bowl looking thing with one yep. bulb in it. Then off to the side, it's got that little reading lamp on the flexible neck type thing. So I put the light box on the coffee table or the end table next to the couch. And I did that little reading lamp thing into that top hole has shadows everywhere. So I laid paper towels across the hole. Yeah. <laughs> it worked just fine. It works. Uh, what I used, Jay, for mine was uh, uh, a white plastic tablecloth from the dollar store. Yeah. That's what I use. It works perfect. Yeah, we went to the Dollar Tree, and I got everything I needed other than the lights, and I forgot the tablecloth. I know you had told me that. My lights I had gotten at uh, Walmart, and they're like uh, Walmart little lights. They're lead. But they're uh, they're adjustable. Like you could you could mount them on a the wall, and you could adjust the angle of the lamp itself. You know gotcha. they're kind of like that. What's the word I'm looking for? You know, display lighting type things. Right, you know, if right. You want lighting on a portrait on a wall or whatever. You know. Yeah. So and uh, there's a little clicker on off switch on it. You know, and I got two of those, and I put one on both side, and they're sitting on the part that would technically mount on the wall. So I, I could adjust it, you know, where I want my lighting to hit inside my box if I want it to hit higher or coming in from the top or whatever. Right. But uh, those work pretty nice. And like I said, they're lead and they're they're super neat. They're nice. They're clean. They look professional too, yeah. except for the box. But by, by lead, you mean LED, right? Yeah. Okay. When I yeah. hear the word lead, I'm thinking like, you know. Yeah, lead bullets and shit. Yeah, lead bullets or fishing weights. <laughs> yeah. Weights, yeah. Yeah, so it's a light emitting diode. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, we're going to kind of, we've only been in here 15 minutes so far, and we're going to do a decent show today, but we're not going to go an hour and a half because we got shit to do. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. There hadn't been a whole ton going on this week, so there's not a whole ton uh, to ramble about. Yeah, at my end, like I said, at my end of things, I've been taking it pretty easy, man. I, just, I hit the mountain two days. I've spent the two days on the hill snowboarding, getting my uh, my fix, which was very much needed. That felt great. Uh, it still needs some more snow to be completely satisfied with the powder runs, but uh, that's coming, coming. Hopefully, you know, with you know, a good foot dump of snow would fucking make me even happier. Dude, it's it's right at eighty degrees outside here today. Holy fuck! Yeah, <laughs> and like three days ago, our high well, four days ago. Our high was 41 for the day, which that ain't shit for, you know, y'all up there. But for down here, that's freaking cold. That's like chill your bones cold. Yeah. No, I was, uh, today was actually kind of mild here, but it was still below zero. But uh, 
compared to what it usually is. The winters have been milder year after year. And, uh, it, and like I said, it kind of messes with our winter because, you know, we're going into January and there's just about a foot of snowfall so far this year. You know, there's only technically three months left of winter. So it's like, what the fuck? Where's our snow? <laughs> yeah, when is, the first day of winter just now hit, right? Or is about to hit? December 21st. Okay, yeah. I knew it was right here towards the end of December somewhere. But we don't get snow. You know, we, you talking about we've only had a foot so far. I bet we haven't had a foot total in the past 30 years. You've never seen snow. Not Night here. Fall, not there, yeah. Not here. I've seen it one time up in Tennessee. And uh, that was a doozy to drive in. But, you know, never here. I mean, there's been flurries or whatever. But, man, if something from the sky falls and it's white, they're canceling schools, like shutting down roads. <coughs> it is insane. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah, we just can't. Uh, we don't know how to deal with shit like that. We don't have, like, snow plows and ice trucks and, you know, I get all excited. I get excited when it snows and I could go driving around. It's just so fun to drive around and, like, seriously, like, like when I was in Connecticut, people would like freak out when it would snow and I'm driving all over the place and I'm like, woohoo, you know, drifting and shit. (laughs) People are taking ditches and I'm fucking passing them, going up hills and shit. (laughs) Hell yeah! I bet it would be fun to play in. You know what I mean? Not like build a snowman, but play in your truck. Yeah, yeah, trucks or quads or whatever, yeah. you know, snowmobiles, all that stuff. It's all fun snowboarding. It's it's winter. Like I said, I enjoy it. I make the best out of it, always have, because, you know, why stay closed in during the wintertime and get all depressed with the winter blues when you could be doing something physically good for you out in the winter, you know, like it's fresh, crisp air. It's not going to kill you. It's not hot. There's no mosquitoes. You know, you could go snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, whatever, you know, And but nope. People detest winter for some reason. I don't mind it just because the mosquitoes die down, but <laughs> I, I really prefer not cold. Yeah, I know. Not me. It just, I mean, it hurts your bones, man. <laughs> Come up here and tell me how that cold hurts your bones. So if I came up there, I'd be in the house. I'd have to be, like, curled up next to a heater somewhere. I just had a mental picture. <laughs> we can't have that. Yeah, Jay curled up in a ball. Yay for Jay. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I got some Christmas presents in the mail this week. Ooh, what'd you get? I did. I got a bottle opener from our buddy B. Cone. Did you say a butthole opener? Well, I mean, if you want it to be. But, I mean, I would only open a <laughs> bottle with it. Yeah, mine's in. I just got to find a way to cross. Well, I know a way to cross over and get it, but I need a better reason than I have a knife at my aunt's house to cross. Yeah. Getting a knife from another bottle opener or whatever from a maker is not a feasible reason to cross. Yeah, man, I opened it up. It's pretty legit. You know what I mean? I I did catch a little sneak peek by accident of what he was doing. He was on a live thing with someone else, and I jumped in there while he was showing one off. Yeah, he was live with me, and he was showing yours off. Oh, was it really? I think it was with me. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he was just showing a picture of a handle. But it wasn't yep. even mine. And then he said, you know, I did Jason Hartwell's this way or whatever. But I never yep. did see anything but the butt end of a handle. So I kind of thought it was a knife just because I saw a handle like that. You know what I mean? I see a bunch of them going around on Facebook. But, like I said, mine's in Maine. Yeah. And then uh, our buddy Ryan he got a bottle opener, but it was just a, you know, a fours with no handle, just a, a bottle opener. 
Oh, right on, yeah. So in my head, I'm like, okay, is it a bottle opener? Is it a knife? What? It's a bottle opener, but it's got a full handle on it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, my Carta, my black and red and white for my Georgia Bulldogs, and it's pretty legit, man. I like it a lot. Nice. (laughs) I'm assuming mine's probably got some green in it. Probably so. (laughs) Probably so. I know I I got one coming, and if it's got a handle, I'm assuming it's got green. And then I got a horseshoe from Mr. Brian House. Yes, sir. I saw that. That was cool, dude. That was unexpected. Yep. I mean. I knew a bunch of people were going to get some. Yeah. Like, I talked about giving some out and shit, and I just didn't know who was getting them, but. uh, Yeah, well, it caught me by surprise, man, because when he announced he was doing them, I wanted one so freaking bad because I've already got one over the door of my shop because, you know, that's just a. You know, we talked about superstitions and stuff before. It's just been something I've always believed in or whatever. And I just wanted one of his. But at the time they came out right here at Christmas and slow orders, I I couldn't afford it. And then to just randomly get that thing in the mail, man, that was so freaking cool. I got number 50 of 50. Oh, 50 of 50. Yeah. Got one of 50. First and last. There you go. I showed my dad on Christmas Day. And my dad don't know who the hell Brian House is. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, he read all the packaging and the you know the story of it and all that came with it, and he looked at it. and He was like, "Man, this is so cool! Fifty of fifty. This is the last one that'll ever be made." Yep, exactly. Yep, and I got that last one. That's pretty cool. You know, I've uh, I got mine hung up over my door, and it's uh, it's there, it's there, and it's gonna stay there. Yeah, I got to get mine put up. I want to do a video on it. You know what I mean? Just like kind of a thank you video for Brian and post it up. Then I'll hang it. But uh, let's talk about one of our sponsors. Ooh. Phoenix Abrasives is your one-stop shop for all of your abrasive needs. You can find them online at www.phoenixabrasives.com forward slash shop. Enter the promo code HUSTLE10 at checkout for 10% off of your entire order. Dude, I'm surprised you haven't been hired for prices right yet. (laughs) Come on down. Yeah. yeah, dude, check out Phoenix Abrasives for sure. Get you some belts. They got good shit. Order it up. I got a call tomorrow, actually, and put me another order in. Yeah, I ordered a bunch uh, this morning. I almost called Greg today. I've been thinking it was Monday, dude. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I almost called him today. I was like, nope, better wait till tomorrow. He'd answer if I called today, but I ain't trying to bother a man on a Sunday about some belts. Yeah, I uh, I was waiting for uh, Lawrence to put his uh, – you know, his Boxing Day sale out because here in Canada we have this thing called Boxing Day. Right. It's the day after Christmas where, you know, it's Boxing Day has to do with boxes, I guess, big box stores, whatever. So, anyways, it's kind of like uh, Black Friday. Gotcha. Yeah. So, there's a lot of sales and this and that. So, uh, Lawrence got something going on on uh, Steel and G10 where everything was 15% off. So, uh, I ordered some Steel. And uh, Lawrence also uh, hooked a bunch of people up with uh, some gift cards, which was pretty, uh, like, the loyal customers. Uh, he did, uh, I don't know how many gift cards he's done, but uh, he had $6,000 worth of gift cards that he gave out to customers. Damn. And uh, I got a pretty decent one. I'm assuming they weren't all that much because that would make no sense. He would have dished out a lot of fucking money, you know. Like, it's, uh, Anyways. Very, very appreciative of that. So I threw that in on my order as well, too. And I saved myself uh, a Benjamin. Saved myself a Benjamin. A Benjamin Butler. Yeah. 
no, 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 not that Benjamin. Well, I just, all of Benjamins. Speaking of that uh, fantastic ass maritime knife supply, don't you got a shout out for this week? Yeah, man, that's who my shout out was going to be. Was uh, Lawrence? Yeah, Lawrence Blake himself, the man. Not maritime knife supply or anything like that, but Lawrence Blake, the man himself in person. Uh, I've been dealing with Lawrence since I started this and even before he started the store, he sent me some steel and some liners and this and that, that he had in stock because he was messing around with, you know, knife making. He took in a class with Nick Rossi as well too. And, you know, he's got some knowledge and he had some product that I needed. So, you know, we, we hooked up and being Canadian, we kind of inter, uh, interacted easily through the groups here in Canada and, uh, like I said, he's just been there since day one, pretty much for me. And I've been there for him since day one, since he got his store going. And without him, this would be more of a struggle to, you know, get everything right. I think like, you know, like I said, he's my one-stop guy. I don't order anything from anywhere else because he literally has everything. He keeps on adding new stuff, you know, and he's always asking what we want, you know, what do you think of this? So like he communicates with his customers, but like I said, this is not about maritime knife supply. This is about Lawrence himself. Uh, you know, I appreciate the man. He's uh, my shout out for the week. Just a, a damn good dude doing good things for the community. Exactly. Helping everybody out, you know, and just, he knows what we want and what we're doing. And, uh, he just came out at the right time at the right place. And a lot of us, like I said, a lot of us appreciate him and he's got that place in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to make my way down there eventually and go meet him and the guys out there. There's a few of them I want to meet out in Nova Scotia that are, you know, the first ones I started talking with when I started getting into knives from the Canadian knife groups, you know, so there's a bunch of them out in Nova Scotia. How far is that from where you're at? Uh, Lawrence is like nine hours from me. Okay. That's a nine hour drive to Kentville, Nova Scotia. I know Canada is, is, is as wide as the United States and about as tall, but y'all are a lot more squared off. Yeah, and we're not as much population in half of our country. Like the, the right. upper half of our country doesn't even consist of a quarter of our population. Yeah, I just I don't know where the, the territories or states or provinces or whatever y'all call it over there. I don't know where they're at within the, the country. I don't even know how many there is. Like, seriously, like, I don't know how many. <laughs> and state capitals and all that shit but when it comes to the Canadian provinces and our capitals I, it beats me I don't know <laughs> same thing with the presidents you know American presidents I know the history I know all that shit the years and fucking how many terms ask me about a Canadian prime minister clueless yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't know one for Canada I don't even know why like seriously this is shit we learned in school and it just they never taught us the American presidential history or anything like that, or the States in school here. It was all Canadian. Right. And for some reason I got stuck with all the American stuff. <laughs> Why? I have no clue. Like I talk about shit. People don't even know. And they're like, where do you get all this? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just know this stuff. Like I watch a lot of documentaries and shit. So like, yeah, you just hear it one time and it sticks. Yeah. You know, and I've just always been into history, you know, especially, especially like the, World Wars and all that stuff, the Korean War, Vietnam. Like, I've seen literally every documentary on Hitler and Stalin and all those guys, and, you know, Fidel Castro, and just everything to do with war. I've literally, it's just up here in my head. And then the presidents, I guess, 
have a lot to do with the wars. Maybe that's why I have them in. Yeah, you know, they come like, along with it most of the time. Yeah, because, you know, they're, they're the ones telling us what to do most of the time. So. so I've got nine blades on my bench right now. Damn. Actually, I've got uh, about 15, I guess. But nine of them are just profiled, not even heat treated. And yep. um, got to build myself a new quench tank. That's going to have to be on the agenda for the, in the upcoming days. What's wrong with yours? Well, see, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not. I know we talked about me breaking a bunch of damn blades in the quench. Yep, the cracks. Right. And last week, one of the blades that popped, I was already in the house. So, you know, when I get to the point where I'm normalizing, I'll go, you know, when everything's made it to the third round and, you know, the next round's the quench, I'll run up to the house and I'll preheat my oven. And then once they're done, straight, you know, from the shop into the house, I rinse them off real quick with hot water, you know, and some dish soap because Miss Katie done told me a hundred times, temper all the blades you want, get the oil off. If it don't stink, you know, you're good to go because the oil stinks. But, you know, I got all the blades in there and I sat them down and they were sitting on the the countertop. Ping. Yeah. Dude, it was 15 minutes after the quench. I've had that happen. I heard it plain as day, dude. Ting. And I jerked my head. I was like, what the fuck? Mine went ting. And then I heard a rattle on my bench because my bench has got that galvanized sheet on it. Mm -hmm. Like literally pinged and jumped off the bench. Dude, what like a, that thing made that thing rock or jump or whatever, and I heard it go like rattle yeah. after the and I was like, what the fuck was that? And then I look at it and I was like, holy shit. And then it was like you said 10, 15 minutes after. Yeah, and what's weird is I the blade was cool enough where I could handle it just fine. Yeah. I couldn't even feel heat in it no more. The stress in there must have been just so something. Yeah. I don't know. It's just but the only so thing that I can figure happen. is, you know, I've been doing this going on five years now. And within the past I'd say two to three years, I may have had three blades tops crack on me in the quench. Yeah. And I've always heat treated in canola oil. Up until now I've got Parks fifty. And how long have you had Parks fifty? About six or eight months probably. And I've never had a problem with cracking blades in Parks fifty or triple A. I've got them both. Never had any issues there. I've never used triple A. That's the the slower quench, right? Yeah, yeah. You use that for like fifty two one hundred and stuff. Right. Well almost everything I do is ten series. Ten eighty, ten eighty four, ten ninety five. So uh, you know, parks parks fifty is just the only one I needed. But yeah. man, I'm going back to canola. Until I can get me a kiln and have it dead ass dialed on. You know, because I I never had problems in canola. And I'd swap my canola oil out maybe maybe twice a year. But I can swap out, you know, two or three gallons of canola oil for you know, 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. Parks 50s, damn $75 a gallon. That's, that was a hard hit when I bought three gallons of it. You know what I mean? Yep. I know the feeling. I bought three gallons here in Canada, so double that price. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm just going to go back to canola. But the, the quench tank I have now is an ammo can. Okay. And it's one of the ones, it's probably two foot. I guess from front to back, about two feet wide, maybe 18 inches tall, about eight inches wide. It's the real big ammo can. Yep. But when I'm doing chef's knives. I've got one of those big, well, I actually got two of them there, but it's probably the same thing as mine. Probably so. 
But what I'm doing chefs now is there's just not a lot of room to agitate forward and backwards. Uh, so, I mean, on EDCs, it's fine. You know what I mean? I got all the room in the world because you don't want to go back and forth, you know, side to side. But it doesn't have to be forward and backwards. It could be up and down. But th- that's the thing is it's so it's so big, three gallons of parks, 50s only, you know, uh, eight yeah, inches yeah, yeah. deep. So I've got to go go in straight and then go back and forth. Yeah, I got you. So I've got a piece of six-inch by six-inch square tubing with a quarter-inch wall. Uh, and there you go. Yeah, it's probably, I don't know, eight feet long. But I'm going to cut off probably like a two-foot section of it and just weld it onto a plate. And then that way I won't take as much oil to fill it up. I'll have two feet vertically so I can just plunge up and down. Yep. You know, I, I feel uh, like it'd be safer. Once you get that plate welded there, before you put your oil in there, put water. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll put water and leave it a couple of days inside the shop. Yeah. Just to make sure I don't have any leaks. And you won't need a couple of days. All you need is a couple of seconds. A couple of seconds and then that water comes through, you'll see it right away. It's If it's going to seep through, it's going to seep through. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I did mine. And when I did mine, I was uh, I was welding with a 120 MIG welder, buck score, and I had to heat everything up. And I was having issues because what I did is I, uh, I cut a plate that would fit inside of my tank, my tube, my square tubing. Mm-hmm. And I angled that and I angled the inside. So, you know, I'd have not as much material to try to heat up with a 120 welder. Right. And then I heated everything up with the torch as well, too, you know, like where my tacks were. And then I heated everything up good. And then let's go to town, you know. And I thought everything was good. Everything looked good. Flip her upside down in the vice, pour a fucking cup of water in there. It's pissing. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, I was pissing out of one of the corners, so I just had to go back, fix that up. I, you know, throw a tack on there, put it back up, put some water in there. It's pissing next to my tack. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, not pissing from the corner no more. It's pissing next to the tack. So I was like, well, they're a fogger. Yeah, like, so if you're using flux core, you probably had an air bubble in some of that slag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Not, it wasn't the best setup to get it done, but I got it done. It worked. Well, I've got that section of pipe that I've got. It's just one of them things that's been laid around my shop for years. But, you know, it's one end of it has been cut off. So it's kind of a janky-ass edge. But the other end of it is the factory edge. Yeah. And I've got a piece of 16 by 16-inch, 3-8-inch plate, you know, that's just fresh from the mill, smooth as it could be. So I'm going to put that factory edge down on that, and I'm going to bevel, you know, the 6-inch pipe. Where I've I've got room to run a bead, you know, and then get my welding magnets and square it up, you know, all that good shit. But I don't, right. yeah, I don't think it's gonna be a big deal. And I'm gonna build a lid for it out of some. I got some three sixteenths plate. I'll just cut out a lid. Mine are sitting on uh, brake rotors. Like I said, I capped off my bottoms, right? And then I oh the, okay. yeah 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 I got you. Bigger like half ton truck. Brake rotors there. Yeah, because you welded your plate inside the tube. Exactly. Gotcha. I capped off from the inside, not exterior. Love you. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I haven't. I had, dude, seriously, like, I didn't even get through our podcast this week, like, fully. Like, I haven't listened to anything in the past two weeks. I got so much catching up to do. I haven't listened to ours either, dude. Dude, like it's here. I hope it was good. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting there in my shop sometimes with absolutely silence, and that's it. Like nothing else. There's nothing playing, and I'm just sitting there doing my shit. Like that's how it's been for the past couple of weeks. So 
I know if I can't focus on my work with anything playing in the background, it's time for a break. Yeah. I had my uh, ISOTunes earbuds in today. Not a sponsor of the show. But I was cutting out a bunch of blanks with an angle grinder, and I could actually hear what I was listening to. Nice. I don't remember what they said because I wasn't paying attention because yeah. <laughs> the angle grinder, dude, it's just it's one of them things where I'm super comfortable with it. But I've seen enough horror stories of the discs breaking off. That's never, ever happened to me before. That doesn't even scare me. Dude, <laughs> it scares the shit out of me. Like now, every time I'm cutting something and I feel it want to bind, I was like, ooh, is this going to break? <laughs> well, binding don't bother me. Like when it catches and jumps, you know, and tries to buck on you, that oh, don't well, bother me a gonna bit. Break. That's what it's going to break. That's what it's going to break. You're not straight with your cut. And something binding, you know, something's going to you know, chances are something can break. Yeah. That's where well, it's break. never happened right. to me before, but I wear a full face respirator respirator. Yeah. Cause it stinks like shit when you use those cutoff discs. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I use the yeah. full face piece cause I got to start working safer. I guess I, I should do that. Like seriously, like I at least got a full face shield for when I cut shit. Yeah. Well, mine's the respirator, like a canister. You've seen it. Yeah. I mean, canister respirator. Yeah. I've got one of those too, but it doesn't have the canisters on it. Well, it's got one canister, but it's hooked up to a fan, a battery pack, and a fan, and all that shit. It's fucking oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, but it's it's uncomfortable to it's not, you got wire running from your face to your ass connected yeah. to the back, and you got that big fan sitting on the front of it, so you're you feel like your head's always being pulled forward. Yeah, well, I bet even with mine looking down, you know, using the grinder it, within a little bit, I can feel it in the back of my neck and my shoulders. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I can't grind like on my, you know, on my regular two by seventy two. I can't grind wearing it because oh, I probably wouldn't be able to either. It's just no, the blade looks warped. I guess it's uh, like the curvature okay. of the of yeah, the shield. Yeah. I'll be grinding. I'm like, wow, this bitch is crooked as fuck. And yeah. then I can I can close one eye and look, and I'm like, no, it's not. But you know that, that'll throw your brain bone off. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. But speaking of grinding, I use a Broadbeck 2x72 professional series belt grinder. Ooh. And the re- well, the reason I say professional series is because that's all they make is professional quality equipment. And uh, they're awesome. They are freaking awesome. Every time I make a knife, I use at least three or four different attachments, all from Broadbeck Ironworks. Nice. And they sell all of the attachments. And uh, if you're in the market for a grinder, use the promo code HUSTLE at checkout, and you get the Mareco upgrade for free. That's like a $350 value, I think. So it's definitely worth it. But if you've already got a grinder, all of their attachments will fit the chassis that you have if it takes standard size tool arms. If it's one of those weird-ass one-inch by three-inch rectangular slotted things, you got screwed when you bought that thing. But uh, regular grinders... Their attachments will fit all of them. So go check them out at broadbeckironworks.com. <laughs> <laughs> You're just Sorry, staring man. at me like, what the fuck? Is he going to say no, something? I was, I was zoned out, and then I kind of came back, and I saw you looking at me in the screen, and I was like, wait a second, is he done talking? Yeah, yeah, that was one of those moments where, you know, in this whole industry, we got to play off of each other, you know, and, and that that was your turn. Sorry, I was gone. So yeah, I've yeah. been having a hard time these past three podcasts with keeping up with you. I think, man. I know, Seriously. dude. I know. God, I don't want to have to start taking applications. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I promise you it's going to get better after the new year, Jay. Oh, I'm playing. You ain't going nowhere. I ain't letting you. I had to, like I said, I need to get away for a bit there and just get some more snowboarding in, and I'll be fine after that. It's just this time of the year, I, I always have a harder time. It's just like I'm always waiting for, I always want more snow, and I, you know, the days are getting shorter, the vitamin D deficiencies, you know, I started taking my vitamin D through pills now because there's not enough sun, and I'm not getting any of that. So it's not depression, but it's fucking pretty damn near. Well, that sucks, dude. Yeah, but it's every year, you know, it's a seasonal thing for me. It's this. It's nothing new, you know, and I just get caught in a rut, and this rut and knife making don't go well together. Like, and I, I have no ambition of being in the shop, but it's, like I said, it passes. After the holidays, I'm I'm good. I'm like a pig in shit, you know. I'm rolling all over the place, and I'm happy. A pig in shit. Damn, I touched that wire. I got yeah. to get in here and do some work one of these days. Yeah, tell Buddy to get some new wires. Well, all I got to do is flip the damn things around, but I just don't really feel like it. I've actually, believe it or not, I've gotten pretty, you know, everybody knows I'm just a little wee bit retarded when it comes to technologically things. <laughs> and I have figured out how to work all this equipment in here pretty, pretty thoroughly. You know, we going on what, 10 months now doing this. And like today, Sunday afternoon, there is not a soul in this building. You know, I've got a key to the studio. I come in here and I power everything on and I set it up and, you know, I hit record and then I publish it. I don't, there's not another hand helping me. So I feel pretty good about that. I feel like I've learned something new that I always just considered kind of in the unlearnable category. Yep. You know what I mean? Something out of your, out of your, uh, how can I say not out of your capacities, but out of your interests. Exactly. Exactly. See, like I've always been into studio recording with music and stuff like that. You know, mixers and processors and effects and this and that so when i got all of this is this was easy you know the computers i was always into as well too you know i i used to have a music room set up when i was in the states you know studio everything right. record bands and i had a computer just for video and music editing and another computer for other stuff well i've got uh a computer on the way to me at some point here before too long i believe nice. and uh yeah dude Talking about just slap ass good people. I mentioned one time that I didn't have a computer and needed one. And, you know, we've talked about it before. We meet people through this industry and they actually become friends. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm looking at you right now. I've never seen you in real life. I've never shaken your hand, but exactly, yeah. you're one of my best that? friends. I mean, I talk exactly. to you on a daily basis more than most people in real life. Yep. Same here, man. But, uh, like- it, Ryan reached out. I talk to you guys more than I talk to my own brothers. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, you know, our friend Ryan Chadbourne, Ryan Coakley, he reached out and said he's going to send me a laptop. So uh, I've been doing some research, and by research I mean Googling things, and uh, (laughs) kind of getting ready for this machine. And by machine I mean a laptop because it's something i got to learn a new skill set to be able to operate. But what I'm wanting to do is like an email newsletter type deal. Yep. You know, I've heard a lot about that. And, you know, throughout the course of a month, you know, I might build four or five knives if they're all custom orders, or I might build 10 if there's nothing on the books and I just want to build some stuff to sell. Yep. You know, but at the end of the month, if I've got two or three laying around that haven't sold yet, kind of send it out to those people and say, hey, guys, you know, this is what I've got available, like a first First dibs type deal. And I think that'd be pretty neat because I feel pretty good kind of fortunate a lot 
of my customers are turning into repeat customers. You know, I'm yeah, not that's... I'm not getting a whole ton of new business lately. You know, there's some here and there. But I've kind of got a group of maybe 10 or 15 guys that they're steady. You know what yeah. I mean? I've got that too, just about, you know, a good dozen yeah. repeat customers that have got quite a few of my blades in their hands. Well, I'm going to do a uh, a real quick shout-out, and this is somebody that uh, – actually, I'm not even going to try to make it quick. I'm going to do a shout-out because this son of a gun deserves it. And this is our friend uh, Todd Harrington. T H knives. So I know we've mentioned him on the past, you know, in the past on the show, he sent me his recipe for pork belly. Oh, he did. Yeah. He sent me his personal recipe. He, he did reach out to that restaurant for me and try to steal their recipe. They wouldn't come off of it. So, uh, (laughs) guys, if I've sound funny or if I'm breathing hard throughout this episode, I'm sorry. For some reason, I'm just all of a sudden congested like pollens out. But, uh, must be that 80 degrees. (laughs) It must be, man. It switches up here. They say if you don't like the Georgia or the weather in Georgia, wait 10 minutes. But uh, anyway, he got published in Eater Magazine, Las Vegas. Nice. Yeah, dude. So they did a whole article about him. You know, he's a a top quality chef, like high-end, you know, like hotel, you know, the the top dollar restaurants. He's big out there. He's got connections. I've talked to Todd quite a bit. Yeah. So, and... You know, he's a, a knife maker, and he's just getting started. He's only about a year in, and he does some pretty damn cool stuff. Yep, he I puts, love his handle work. I was going to say, he puts food and shit in the handles, like different seasonings and casts them and stuff. But uh, they did a pretty freaking cool article about him, and uh, I read through the whole article. It's, it's kind of long as far as like a cell phone read. Take you less than five minutes, though. And uh, I don't know how to forward it or share it, but if anybody is interested – and reading this article, DM me directly, and I will be more than happy to forward the link that he sent to me. Or even better, didn't he post it on his Facebook? I don't know if he did or not. I don't have him on Facebook. Facebook, I mean Instagram. Maybe. I kind of thought I was special because he, he DM'd it straight to me. Or maybe he DM'd it to me too because I, I know I've seen <laughs> it somewhere. Yeah. It could have been through his feed or whatever. But uh, anyways, yeah. yeah, guys, first of all, that's his shout-out. If you guys want to see that, Ask Jay, but also go follow Todd. Yeah, Todd's a, he's a super cool guy. Yeah, and he's at T O double D H A double R I N G T O N eighty eight zero. Yes, uh, yeah, Todd, it, and but, it, uh, it's kind of cool how that stuff works because I think it was either you or Ryan that already knew him, and he started yeah. popping in on our live feeds, and then all of a sudden I was. I was working on something just randomly and I got a DM from him Yeah, and he, all he said was, are you and pickle going live today? I've got a question for one of you. And I was like, probably, you know, <laughs> we do most days. Yeah, no. And he, he always gets in touch with me too. Like, you yeah. know, he's got a question where I told him too. It's like, if ever you have any other questions, feel free. Yeah. He's I'm, up there followers too, but he's got the chef community following him as well too. So, you know, that's what's that's, his number that's, right that's, now. Got eighteen seventy seven. Nice. Okay. But like I said, he, well, he's, he's got. Not, he's he, a chef, a father, a husband, a self taught knife maker. Is what is under his description. But like I said, he's known in the chef world and the kitchen world. So, you know, he's got followings coming from both sides of this. Right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull my inner beak cone right now. You ready? Do it. 
guys, 1888, that's not enough. Come on, let's hook this guy up. Let's get him to that 2K mark. Come on, guys, I know we can do it. Let's push yes, him to sir. 2K. Let's go fucking push Mark, uh, not Mark, but Todd to 2K. Hell yeah. Yeah, let's get pickled to one at least. You know, I'm not quite there yet. I'm like a hair shy of 900, but. Well, I'm, what, 11 something, but I guess, you know, eight or 900 of those are cats. So, I mean, I'm at like a good, genuine 100 followers. Oh. But yeah, Todd Harrington, Lawrence Lake, check these guys out. They're good people and they deserve a follow. And Todd, I mean, he posts some cool stuff. And even yeah, as a knife maker for as, as long as I've been doing this, there, there's stuff I see from him that I haven't seen before. And that's kind of rare, you know, because like we've said a million times, there's only so many ways you can do these things. Yeah, you can't reinvent the wheel. Right. But, uh, you know, some of the castings that he's doing with all the different stuff. And I like the contrast he puts in his handles as well, too. Like, one scale will be completely different from the other. Like, nothing like the segments don't line up or whatever, but it's purposely done like that, you know? Like, his castings and segments that are there, when you put these two scales on that that, that tang, you got things going on on both sides that are different from each other and i i kind of like i, I kind of dig it you know it's kind of like the jekyll and hyde the knives yeah. you know like you got one thing going on one side and it's not too busy either it looks it looks good i love it and that's what i told him i was like it's just so original and, and coming from him being a chef obviously that all makes sense you know yeah he actually posted a knife not long ago and i looked at it and dude i would have swore it was my knife <laughs> I, i've never done one that that style i guess or that color but the way he's got his handle sculpted on this chef's knife right on it's, it's the way that i do it and yeah. i've been fucking them up for five years before i started taking pictures and posting them and he got his dead on it's, it's, he, dude he killed it <laughs> he's got skills man he's definitely, he's got, definitely got some skills he's gonna be he's gonna be somebody in this industry if he chooses to you know keep it up oh, yeah but either way he's a cool ass dude yeah but no, he's uh, he's pretty chill. I've talked to him quite a few times, you know, and helped him out. And same thing with me, you know, him being a chef and all that. I, I you know, it's good to get feedback from chefs. Absolutely, you know, being in our industry. So, like I said, we've talked quite a bit, and uh, he's all around good guy. Yeah, appreciate Todd as much as every other guy out there. Well, cool, man. We are what? I don't even know how far we are into this thing yet. Uh, it doesn't really matter time wise. It's been a good week. It's been a good year. and uh, One hell of a year, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to take a minute and tell anybody who's listening to this podcast right now, I want to say thank you. Because with this podcast, personally, I've grown. And not just in following, but I believe I've learned things, you know, kind of about how to be a better person. And yeah. I've, I've opened up a little bit. You know, I've never been a shy type person, but when people come at me randomly with just comments, you know, normally I would ignore a lot of that kind of stuff. And now with the podcast going on, I get random ass comments and DMS all the time, but I look at that as an opportunity to, to have a new conversation with a new person. And man, it's just been fun, you know, going this year and doing that and meeting all these new people. Yep. And, uh, you know, I started this podcast for the direct sole purpose to grow JK blades, to sell more knives because knives pay my bills. And that objective has failed 
almost a year in, I have not picked up any JK blades business from the podcast, but it's, it's gone a different direction that makes it even more worth it. Exactly. And you got something else out of it yeah. other than you expected. And it's not in a bad way. So and yeah, there's no money involved, but it's even, it's worth even more than that. Yeah. So the thank growth, you to everybody. Worth, yeah. Self growth is more worth more than any dollar given or any dollar made, you know? Absolutely. And I appreciate every single person that, that puts up with us for an hour at a time on a Tuesday morning <laughs> or puts up with J period. Right. <laughs> I have to put up with him every day now. <laughs> and, and guys, listen here. Listen, guys, listen. Come in close. Listen. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you a secret. What's up, Jay? Y'all start sending Pickle some damn messages. He thinks that y'all are scared of him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, last week I got a, a a good many messages about my little uh, my little rant, if you will, you know, on the thieving segment of the podcast. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, go back and listen to last week's. Yep. And Pickle didn't hear nothing from nobody. Guys, this is his show too. You know? <laughs> I think I just they're just scared, man. People are intimidated. The, no, nobody the, ain't nobody scared of you, Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> well it, that, that's how it is around here though. Like like in person, like like I it's not just me either. I think it's just something wrong with our faces, but like me, my brothers, my father, like we I guess we have this intimidating look on our faces and we've been told this so many times, but we don't we don't smile like the full grin smile or nothing like that. And we're, we just always have like a serious look on our face. Those like, it's like a resting bitch face pretty much. I've got it too. And I get the same remarks around here. Yeah, And people are just like intimidated is what it seems like. They don't even bother like try to talk to us. Yeah. I get that vibe in town constantly, dude. I'm big. I'm bald headed. I got a beard and I'm covered in tattoos. Like I look like that dude that just got out of prison, but I've never been there. Like I'm, I'm nice. You can talk to me. <laughs> My tattoos are nicer than that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't trade this bitch for two packs of Raymond. <laughs> but, guys, let's wrap it up. Let's end 2021 on a high note. And yes, uh, we're going to come back next year, and we're going to keep on tickling your ear holes. Um, I want to do something different, something special. Don't know what yet, but we're coming up. If this is not episode 50, it's within the next one or two episodes. It's going to be 50. So uh, once we hit 52, that is not technically a year. There's been a couple of podcasts that we've had to split up into two parts. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And the first six weeks, I think, maybe six or eight weeks, this show came out biweekly. Okay. So whenever we get to that one-year mark, I don't know – what we're going to do, but I want to do something super cool, super special. We well, might, we're definitely going to have a special guest in with us. We might do like a rapid fire type thing. You know no, what I mean? Well, you know what I would do just because it is what it is. And this is how it started is have Bubba in there with you and me at the send here. I don't know if that'll work. We'll try um, to get Bubba. I haven't talked to Bubba in oh shit. three, four, five months, maybe. Well, not quite that long. At least three or four months. Are you mad at him, Boo? I'm not. I've tried to reach out and call him several times. I've I've actually got him on the phone one time, and he told me he called me right back, and uh, that was two months ago probably. Um, but I don't know what's going on. He's got some personal issues. You know, like we've said before, he, he went yeah. from having one child that was 
ready to go to college, which she just got accepted into a really great school here in town. I saw that on Facebook. To, you know, a whole new family starting over at like three years old, four, four or five new kids. So he's got a lot on his plate. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, that might be an idea to reach out and see. But yeah. uh, if not no something like that, yeah. maybe we'll get like a, uh, hell, I don't That's know. All, all thing going on. Yeah, <laughs> like we did on the Blade Show preview edition where we had like six or seven people. We just called people back to back to back, you know. Yeah. Do something, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Finger banger till you break a nail. Yeah, I did say finger. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll finger it out. We'll finger it out. We're going to wrap it up. My name is Jason Hartwell from JK Blades, alongside my host, Pickle from Pickle Cutters. Talk to you next year, guys. Love you all. Peace out. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. I can't even get that high pitched. Bye. <laughs> we love you, Ben. See you guys later.